Welcome back to Let's Get Married, the wedding and event podcast. We're hey, back. Sam. Hey, Mia. How are you doing? Good. How are you? How was your weekend? Weekend was good. So we went to Boston, Joel's Fun. host family. They are expecting like the first baby in their immediate family. Nice. So they put together, it was, we went for the baby shower. And so I went up a little bit earlier to help them set up. And I have to tell you... I mean, I feel like we should be sponsored by Cricket at this point because <laughs> the entire baby shower was done by a Cricket. She really? did the most amazing paper flower wall and all of the details. And it was super COVID friendly. So they did like little Dunkin' Donut-esque kind of like paper lunch boxes. Cute. Um, and they put everyone's sandwich and drinks and there was just four people at a table max and hmm. like everyone who kind of knew each other. It was just so well thought out. They did two rounds, like one family, one friends. That's awesome. Um, and it was just, it was so good. Um, they did a great job. How was your weekend? Well, my apartment started leaking water. Oh my gosh. So super exciting. They had to uh, do something with your deck, right? Yes, they ripped up the deck. I think they're gonna have to rip it up again. Oh my goodness. So fun. We're not even homeowners and we're dealing with But, this. I mean, at least you don't have to pay for it, right? Yes, that is so true. And you can just call someone they show yeah. up in there. Yes, exactly. But I, you sent me some of the pictures of the baby shower and it looked so nice. It reminded me of the wreaths that I always do when I post on my Instagram, my personal Instagram. Yeah. I... Those love cricket, a paper craft right no that those are not cricket we're sitting near the rest of my crafts no those the ones that i always post are from paper source ah. so but i could see where it would be really easy to recreate it with the cricket and then cut the shapes and then do and the crafting exactly did. yeah that's such a good bridal shower baby shower yeah thing for like the next person that has them i'm literally going to buy it as an excuse because joel won't let me get it right now <laughs> i know anything. you need to like come up with a list of things that you could use the cricket for i know but it was just amazing that they did pretty everything that's from so great. from that yeah that's awesome and i love that that because you never know you hear sometimes people are going to things and you're like okay how's it gonna be such a great job. That's awesome. And, and they are very, like, COVID conscious, too. Like, they don't want to make anyone uncomfortable. I mean, she's pregnant. She's, she, right. you know. So um, it was so well thought out that they, they just did a great job. That's awesome. Yeah. So episode six. Six. What are we drinking? So we are drinking a nice blueberry port mm. from Duck Walk. Oh, it's good. Yeah, I was, little, I was a little concerned because I know it's a little <laughs> different for you. So I love a port. Me and Cassandra, my maid of honor, as people just keep, you know, referring to her as maid of honor <laughs> in this podcast. But we love a port. Um, it's good. Yeah. I mean, I can sit like it's like my after dinner drink. It's definitely you're only supposed to have a little bit. I probably gave you a little too much. Okay. After um, dinner drink. After dinner drink. Um yeah, so it's different. I like the blueberry aspect to it. So Duck Walk is out on Montauk, right? Yes. So I've been to the Duck Walk Vineyard on the North Fork Okay. for my sister-in-law's bachelorette. Nice. Which was quite the day of hopping around to vineyards. Oh, yeah. So it was like my first vineyard day. So this is part of like that Montauk um, weekend that we went to. Okay. And it was like... I was so excited. We got like a bus that took all of us because obviously you can't drive and like Ubers right, right now. So um, it was definitely an experience. I probably should have ate breakfast before, <laughs> but that's okay. You live and you learn. Oh my goodness. So, yeah. yeah. 
so when we went to the North Fork for the Bachelorette, I got so sick the morning we were supposed oh, to leave. No. So sick. And I forget, we left like a couple hours later. And as soon as I felt better, my sister went down and no. she got so sick. We're like traded one avocado for the other. It was so bad. And then we had to take the Long Island Railroad. And then I hadn't even started my first job at the time. This was years ago. And so then I had to take Metro North. And then I saw like my internship boss in Grand Central. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I smell like booze and vomit. Like, oh please don't judge me. I swear. And I had just asked her for a job recommendation because I had just gotten my first job. Oh my gosh. It was so, so bad. And then I had to take, um, what did, and then I had to take Metro North. And then Tony was still in college. And then. That is a trek. And then he ate my Chipotle. Like oh, hungover gosh. Chipotle. Your boyfriend, then boyfriend like steals it. Are you no. kidding Cut, cut him. <laughs> That's what I think of when I think of duck walk vineyard. Oh gosh. And here I am like, have this duck walk why? Like, oh bad memories. No, that seriously, that bachelorette was like the best weekend ever. We all still talk about it. So nice. speaking of bachelorettes for my sister-in-law, yeah. The theme of episode six is family. Yeah. So we're kind of gonna discuss family dynamics, different family components. Um how you can really incorporate everyone in your day. Um, so yeah. So right off the bat from a coordinator standpoint, when I think of family dynamics, I think of the phrase laying it all out there. Yeah. The earlier, the better. Absolutely. I have what you would call probably a modern family, <laughs> um, which I definitely laid out to Mia when we were planning my wedding. Day one. Um, but so my mom, Laura, and then my dad, Garibaldi, and then my dad's husband and my stepdad, Bernard. So three really important people in my life that I felt really strongly that I needed to honor. And it, in the beginning, I was trying to figure out how do I make sure everyone feels important, everyone feels special, and, mm -hmm. and that they're main people of this day. Right. So that was a little tricky in the beginning to try to figure out what to do to incorporate everyone. But I mean, there's so many different ways that you can do it. Mm -hmm. And I think at the end of the day too, it's like whatever makes you comfortable, whatever makes everyone else comfortable. I definitely recognize that I probably have the better of stories and better components of right. a lot of family dynamics, um, especially with my modern family. It's not always the easiest right. um, for everyone. So I recognize the fact that I, I got lucky in that sense. There's so, a lot to navigate absolutely. with a lot of family dynamics. Like you said, even if everyone gets along, even if things are good, if things have been good for years, weddings make people a little crazy. Absolutely. Even if you have the nuclear family, you know? Yeah. And that's just it too. And I think I think for me, from a, a bride standpoint, I was so concerned that I didn't want anyone to feel less recognized, I guess, yeah. or or less value. That mm -hmm. that just even sounds sad to say. But like mm -hmm. I just wanted everyone to feel and be made to feel so special. Right. I think Looking at Mary and our couples that we've worked with, I think we have only had maybe three weddings where it's two nuclear families coming together. Yeah. There have been so many different combinations of things. Step-parents, only parents. My biggest thing I always try to tell people is every family's got something. 
I think we said this in one of the other podcasts. Every yeah. family's got something. Every friend group's got something. Absolutely. Don't be embarrassed. We, as coordinators, I don't let anyone work for Mary that's judgmental in this way. You sure. know, we all get it and we're accepting people that just let us know the lay of the land, like I said. So on one of, it makes me think of, I hadn't even gotten this couple's business yet. And on the first phone call, this bride laid out her family situation. Nice. And it wasn't as amicable as your family. And she told me right off the bat. And then I think she kind of apologized because she felt like she had kind of word vomited it all out. And I said, no. Imagine me finding this out at the rehearsal when people right. are acting squirrely for one reason or another. Because if you know, you know how to, or at least be prepared to navigate waters, right? Exactly. It's also like 2020, the divorce rate. It, oh my gosh. Well, we don't want to talk about the divorce rate. No, I mean, but, that's to whoops, but, but you know what I mean? It's, there's not, there's no shame. No. On like a macro level of having a different dynamic. So it's just so much better to let your coordinator know the different things that are going on. Absolutely. And to that effect, if you have a step parent, making it clear who the step parent belongs to. You know, there probably would have been some coordinators that would have walked in and expected Bernard to be with your mom. Yeah. You know, it's so important to really be clear. Yeah. And if there's a sibling that doesn't get along with a different family member, let me know that. Let us know that. And then I... I don't know if we've talked about this before, but I always tell our couples to pick a code word and they text us that and we come and snag that family member or snag that friend that is giving the couple a little bit of stress that morning or something and I make an excuse and I pull them aside and I make them come look at setup or or I just I just try to we Mary really tries to be the buffer between the couple and everyone else right the first line of defense my future grandfather-in-law was laughing when he said why are you using the phrase line of defense and i said because family is crazy at oh, 100 percent, 100 and that was me talking about our situation and everyone's lovely trust me but it, it you have to have a line of defense yep. because even sometimes you go out to, uh, to restaurants with some people and even the way they talk to the waiter or something like that like i don't want couples to be privy to anything negative yeah you know yeah so you talked about the biggest task for you was making sure that everyone felt special. So tangibly, what did you actually do? What, what were the roles people had? Yeah, so I gave, what I tried to do is each person had like two, three roles throughout like the wedding process and the actual day. So my mom actually was our officiant. She married Joel and I, which was so cool to have someone so close to you marry you is just that's so special yes so then my dad he walked me down the aisle and we had a father-daughter dance and he also had a speech and my stepdad bernard he actually made my dress right so side note bernard is like very talented (laughs) he has like he wears many hats throughout his life um so he's 
done some technical design and costume design. Mm -hmm. So he made my dress, um, which was just really cool to be able to work with him on that. Um, and then we had our cool own little fun dance. Um, also, one of his hats is that he used to be a professional disco dancer. Oh my goodness. What was the song? What was the Drake song? After oh, your... it was like the the song of the time. Yeah, was what like, was that? Kiki, you... okay. Yes, <laughs> yes. I like we oh, we try to sing every episode. Yeah, I am not a singer. I'm very tone deaf. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. But didn't he also design your mom's dress? He designed my mom's dress as well. And then he also, during our actual ceremony, had a reading. So like everyone was at oh, least yeah. involved in the ceremony aspect. Okay. Um, and then whether they had a speech or, or however dance um, during the reception. So something like rehearsal dinner, did you have that hosted by any one of the parents? Yeah, so it was actually hosted. So we kind of introduced so in my intro, like my mom, she like managed restaurants. It was actually hosted in one of the restaurants that she managed at the time. Um, it was really cool because they just opened up like a bar area and we had like just really cool past hors d'oeuvres and everything. So it was made to feel like it was from my family kind of hosting um, all the international like my in-laws coming in um and we had people who like close family as well during mm -hmm. friends that's so, neat yeah. and did anyone make a speech the night before yeah so we had it was um joel's cousin so everyone pretty much who didn't make speeches at the wedding that oh. were important to us so, like um, megan my bridesmaid uh joel's cousin linus um i believe my mom just like said something really quick Nice. Um, yeah. That's a good way to do it. I didn't realize. So that actually means that your entire bridal party spoke. The yeah. Weekend. So in Swedish culture, it's very, like, the tradition is very speech heavy. Oh, we talked about that. Um, right. Yeah. Right. So I we had a decent amount of speeches, but I wanted, obviously, Megan and Linus to feel included as well. Mm -hmm. Have you ever seen the viral story of the father about to walk his daughter down the aisle and then he goes and grabs his ex-wife's new husband's hand and says like basically you're walking her I down too that. no the I picture haven't. you can just tell it's like this kind of like burly guy and he's just like come on like that's what you just imagine him saying yeah it's a really neat phone everyone's sobbing oh my god that's gosh. really neat but i also totally recognize that not every family is like that no and things can get tough so Dealing with non-amicable, divorced parents yep. or other family situations that are not exactly amicable, like we said, from day one, let us know the lay of the land. We can help with floor plan. How do you break apart the space to make sure that families have their buffer mm -hmm. between each other? Mm -hmm. Maybe you put the in-laws in between or friends and you move, you move people around a little bit. We can help navigate which roles for people to do like you just mentioned different people can speak at different events throughout the entirety of the wedding sure. and not just the wedding weekend so there's different ways to do this which i think is very very important it's also why some people think about walking down with more than one parent maybe yeah. there's a step parent as well maybe they're walking down alone because there's too many people to navigate. Right, and, and they don't want to hurt feelings. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. So then it's just easier to say, this is my decision, this is what I'm doing. And even though Mary is not typically a full-on planning service, we love to help out with those little tough moments because we are ancillary from this and can take a step back. And you, being someone with the experience of a non-nuclear family, 
can really weigh in and say, listen, I get it. I think this might be a good way to go about this. Maybe yeah. this is how you call this family member and explain that this is what we're going to do for the wedding. Right. You know? And I think to that point too, there's other ways in just doing what I did, obviously, to recognize people. You can do whether, I mean, special boutonnieres, corsages, things that just give them a little bit more of elevation to know that everyone in your family is important. Mm-hmm. It's true. And even something as simple, it's simple, but it's super special, of having an extra dance yes. with with the other parent yep. and with a step parent. And there there's no rule that says that you can only have the dance with your biological parent. And right. then your spouse dances with their parents. There are no rules. And it's 2020, so there really are no rules. Yeah. I mean, I think that goes back to just do what you want, what you're comfortable with. Exactly. It's your day. Exactly. And if you want to do something crazy different, if you don't want to do a slow dance, if you want to, I think we said this before, but if you want to dance at the same time or there's some other situation, you are paying too much money to not get what you want. Yep. Absolutely. But it's also really important on that same note to take a step back and say, I need to still make myself happy at the end of the day. Yeah. I think exactly. You want to honor everyone in your family. Mm-hmm. You want to, they've obviously been there for you right. and you, you want to give them that special moment because they're so special to you, mm-hmm. but this is your day. Right. I think having that discussion going into a wedding weekend or some other wedding event saying, hey, everyone that doesn't get along, just remember why we're doing this. Remember what this is about. This is not about you all. This is about the two people getting married. And that might feel selfish, but you're allowed to be selfish in that way going into a wedding weekend if you have sensitive issues around you. Just a reminder of laying it out of what you expect. Like we said, it's in the Bridesmaid episode, it's all about expectations. Yeah reiterating what you expect of the people closest to you and how you expect them to act and how you expect them to interact with each other. And if they don't get along with someone, you have to say, then you need to stay away from them the entire night. Yeah. And if it became necessary, we would have one coordinator dedicated to one family and we would have a different coordinator dedicated to another. We can really have dedicated buffers between between people too. And again, as long as we know up front, we're here for you. We're here to help you. So just give us all the information and we'll make it happen. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so the other side of this, besides something like divorce or a non-nuclear family, like we've been saying, is the situation that someone has passed away, that someone close has passed away, like a parent or another family member like that or a close friend. So all of this, as we keep saying, is completely up to the couple. But some nice ideas would be to, one, acknowledge the person's absence during the ceremony. And if this is too tough for you, then you can skip it. Right. But we've done a few weddings, and I have been the guest at a wedding or two where right up front the person is mentioned and there's a moment of silence for them or a prayer or just immediately acknowledging that that their spirit is around for the entire day. Making them present. Exactly, exactly. Or having a boutonniere or a corsage on the chair at the front where they'd be sitting, Mm -hmm. I think can be really special. 
I believe it's at military balls. There's a typically a table set up with a dinner plate, the same way the guests table would be, but I believe it's typically with a black cloth, not just that we did a wedding with this logistic, but I believe their, their linen has to be black and the chair is tilted forward. Okay. That it's representing that there is a place for them. Right. And it's even more than the memorial table. Mm-hmm. I know like we had photos of family members who had passed at your wedding, right? And the yeah. little sign. And I think, you know, a lot of people do do that too. Grandparents, mm-hmm. whomever, um, just as a place to acknowledge, you know, we know that you're not here. You would be here if you could be here, you know, whatever your, your language is or mm-hmm. however you want to convey that. Um, but I love that idea of the linen and just really, just really memorializing that person. Yeah. I think there's really, there's a whole host of different ways that you can do it, depending on how sentimental, how emotional, what, how the personality of this person that's not there is and and the emotion that they would be physically bringing to the day if they were there, you know, and, and, and just letting us know they're like, unfortunately we have all lost people. We all understand things to, to some degree. And so just to let us know and, and to let us know what you need from us too. Right. Do you, hate the phrase parent dance does it just bring up this awful piece of a wedding that you you might not have in the traditional sense because do you is it maybe not even someone who's passed is it someone that's not there because you haven't invited a parent because there's a strained relationship sure there's a totally understood level of sensitivity and sadness there that just let us know just let us know what you're planning to do or let us know the need the advice and 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 what the logistics are so we had a bride last year who had a very, very special relationship with her grandma. And her grandma had passed and she didn't want to do the typical memorial table where it was the photos that a lot of people do that can be really special. But she she just didn't want it to be this, oh, there's the sad table over right. there. You know, and, and I understood what she was saying. Yeah. And the way she talked about her grandma reminded me of how I feel about my grandmas in heaven. And I just really felt for her and she had such a special relationship with her mom so I understood that man that relationship with her mom's mom must have been extra special sure so we had on on the memorial on her memorial table we had a glass of sea glass and I believe she had always found sea glass by the grandma's home and maybe even with the grandma and it really represented her which was neat that it was this physical thing that it's also beautiful and like mm-hmm. looked nice for a wedding, had like the wedding aesthetic. And right before she walked down the aisle, I actually had picked out one of the pieces of sea glass and noticed that she had a pocket in her dress and slipped it into her hand. And then I said, okay, now you can go down the aisle. She's like, Mia, come on, no, I'm oh, crying. Oh my so, gosh. You know, just those little things. What physically connects you to those people? What can we have in the space that will give you a little bit of solace and and physical comfort, right. even if those people can't be there? Right. Have you ever seen the image of the grandmothers being flower girls? No. I think it is the cutest idea. If you're lucky enough, if you're listening to this and you are lucky enough to still have your grandmas, please make her the oh flower girl. Oh my gosh, I wish. Oh, I totally so would have made my grandma my flower girl. I know, I know. It's so neat. And then there was another picture I've seen online of a couple had all four of their grandmas still, which is 
so special. And they all wore matching dresses. I don't think it was planned. And I think they all showed up with the same dress, which is just so cute. Which also kind of speaks to we need better mom and grandma options for weddings. So Bernard needs to... Bernard needs to just go into business. Because, you know, I saw your mom's dress and I said, this is not a typical mother of the bride dress. She looks so classy and so put together. I just, I see a lot of people like really struggle with that. And I think it's hard too because like, it's again it kind of goes back to like when we're talking about bridesmaids dresses like Mm -hmm. everyone's a little self-conscious of some part of them you know and if you're not like amazing good for you but like all relative but i mean it's definitely dresses for moms and grandmas like it's it's lacking a little bit totally it's like the only things that are available i went to a dress shop and my future mother-in-law looked at the like the guest dresses i don't even know what the i guess it was the mother-in-law dress section she comes over to me and she goes, okay, everything looks old and terrible. And I was like, Lynette, you're right. Yeah. It's this it's awful. Bad. It's yeah, bad. it was bad. Also, the wedding dresses were bad there. So maybe it was just the, maybe that dress that shop was the, the was the problem. But um, it's true. It's just, everything needs a refresh, man. Yeah. That's good. So what's going on with Mary? So business really seems to be picking back up. Nice. People seem to be looking ahead a little bit more which is exciting to me we have a new wedding on the books for 2021 we have a couple of other things swirling i'm excited for this wedding that we just put on the books so it's going to be a smaller wedding at a venue that we that we were supposed to do this year that's also been moved to next year okay. so it'll be fun to do it back to back and this is a venue with just such a dynamic venue coordinator and they don't require they don't require an outside coordinator so i just feel so happy that this venue keeps recommending us to to be there and to be resources for people and I just love when a bride calls me and says listen I know we need someone ancillary from the venue and I'm like yes listen she's great there but you also need us you know it just is this the hell we die on is this it oh this is this episode still that we (laughs) die on So, yeah, it's just, I'm, I'm excited for, I mean, I think I'm preaching to the choir, which is everyone. I'm just excited to get things on the book for this year. It's nice to look forward to yeah. a little bit of normalcy. Exactly. It is, it is nice to imagine time a year from now when things better be different. Yeah. Right? So exactly. And every weekend has been absolutely beautiful. So I just keep thinking of couples doing outdoor ceremonies and weddings Uh, in Connecticut. At least it's just been cloudless, beautiful Saturdays. I would also say though, that if you have a certain time frame in mind to have your wedding, move forward with planning. If you're in no rush and you may change your mind and you aren't super into the big traditional wedding thing, hold off then. Right. But if not, go forth with your plans. Yeah, and I think too, like, especially, I feel like as soon as, like, end of September, early October kind of rolled around, like, we really are seeing more weddings Mm -hmm. being done in the midst of everything. So, like, don't feel like COVID is holding you back. Exactly. And, but we do recognize that you might not be able to with your logistics. And we want you to follow all the safety precautions. Yes, of course. But I've also seen a lot of couples who are just eloping just then. And I think it's really special. I'm seeing girls wear the dress that they were going to wear at their bigger wedding. And so there are ways to 
legally get married this year if that is what's important to you. But all that is to say that I have felt this myself. Some, some mornings I wake up and I go, cancel it all. <laughs> and <then laughs> I think everyone goes through that, though. I don't think it's just COVID. Okay, that's so a good reminder. that makes you feel any better. Yeah, you know, I probably did this before March, too. <laughs> just the stress, right? Or just, like, overwhelming, thinking of everything. It's decision and... fatigue. Okay. You know, it's just... They say you make like 200 decisions before you even eat breakfast in the morning. And like, I feel like that is like one minute of wedding planning. There are just 1 million decisions to go into everything. And the biggest decision of all right now is do we just call it off so we're not disappointed down the road? Some people might make that decision. Sure. You're making a face like I absolutely shouldn't do that. And Tony would agree with you if he was within earshot. Tony, I have your back. <laughs> no, I just think that I, I mean, I'm saying this and like knock on wood, I pray like nothing happens. But like right. I I know you've been waiting for that. Like I know that this is something that you've been waiting for and that you both have been planning for. And I think that I know like the time frame around yours, like you have a decent amount of time. Like, yes, I think the world has definitely changed. I don't necessarily know if we're going back to obviously the way that things were. Right. But I think that's just the point, right? Obviously, there's different precautions that need to be made, and I still think you can have the day that you want. Mm -hmm. It just might take a little bit more of those decisions that you have to make. It's true, and I think one of the decisions that you might have to make is to cut down your guest list. So what we actually did just kind of for giggles, I guess, if you want to say it that way, was to take our larger guest list and see how small we could actually make it. Yeah. And then see if we could do, see what the group was under 100. Okay. And I think that's also why I got into that the past couple days, because I made this list going, oh, we don't need any of this. Like, why is this larger? But I'm like, you know what? We made these plans pre-quarantine for a reason, but I just, I think it's interesting. I think it's an interesting exercise for COVID couples to make those smaller guest lists and see, maybe you really do just want 30 people. Right. Or maybe you can do under 100 to see where we are by next year if that's like the rule of Mm -hmm. the Northeast, you know? I don't know. I just think it's good to prepare yourself, but I'm trying to not let it dominate my every moment. I think that's... A good way to go about it's it. Really it's really hard, fair. though. I know you get consumed. You do, you do, especially when you own a wedding planning company, <laughs> do a wedding podcast, exactly, and plan a wedding. <laughs> well, on that note, thank you so much for listening. Thanks for getting married with us. Have a good one. Bye.